0: The squadron. They called him bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: All right, so we have a we have a volume uh, dial with absolutely no indication of whether it's on zero or ten or eleven, and no little arrow on it. You know, I'm losing my hearing here. All right, <laughs> I just it was already it was already bad uh because of my my service in the marine corps i don't want to say uh well i'm no hero or anything but i was around a lot of bombs i was around a lot of loud engines and uh my hearing is already bad and now it's getting worse by the way i mean so you want know to talk i got this dial here i got a volume switch and to be honest, I put in a couple of requests for you guys to put as, you know, like to make it graduated, you know, so I can tell whether I'm going to blow my ear. Earbra- because it just spins around, spins around, spins around. I have no idea where it is. You're right. And
0: the the two gentlemen that are on the air before you like to very, very loud. So they I'll like it loud. Them. Yes, it's deaf. And Curtis. Well, is this just... is why they're deaf.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we gotta, Absolutely. Like, this has got to be fixed. Yeah. OK. All I'll right. Work with Dan. I'm not the. um I'm not coming back until it's fixed. Oh, boy. All right. I'm only kidding. I I, <laughs> I need the job. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, that's Matt Meany, everybody. Hello. Hello. Uh, it's good to be back. Man, I had a wonderful event at uh, in Queens at the Whitestone Republican Club. Thank you very much. More on that in a little bit. Uh Joe is going to have Joe Biden. That is a very big talk today with President Xi. This is it. Everybody is going to be on the phone with President Xi. Don't you... I always kind of thought that these guys could pick up the phone and talk to each other like it doesn't have to be a big deal. I saw uh, CNN, like, you know, in two hours, President Biden is scheduled to have a talk with President. Why doesn't he call him up right now? Why doesn't he call him up right now? And why did they call him up four months ago? Why didn't they call him up a year ago? Well, because he's owned by China. He is owned. He is compromised. It's so obvious. And here's something else. I got to tell you, when the China stories have come up for most of my life, you know, I know unusual interest in China. I've been to Hong Kong once, thought it was interesting. Um, I I enjoy the culture a little bit, the food, whatever. I never really saw China as much of a, you know, that's whatever. Okay, a billion people, it's interesting. They do their thing. We do our thing. And lately we've been hearing more and more, China is a threat, China is this, China is that, and I understand, And but I didn't really feel it in my gut. I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. And Russia, the Soviet Union, they were our enemy, and we had missiles pointed at them, and they had missiles pointed at us. And it was the Cold War, and we must defeat Russia, the Soviet Union, the evil empire. And we did, thanks to Ronald Reagan. He's the one who made it happen. You know who was watching Ronald Reagan like a hawk and learning from him? Uh, Donald Trump, by the way. Uh, so uh, we beat Russia, the Soviet Union, and then we were lulled into thinking that they were our friends somehow, and uh, they're still an enemy, but they are totally inept. I mean they are just bad. I'm sorry that uh, talk we were talking about culture that's a culture that drinks too much, okay It's really a lot of their problems is about drinking they drink in the morning, they drink at lunch, they drink at night, drinking, 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 and now they can't even. Invade, forgive me, a pretty puny country right next door successfully. All right, they can't. So the idea that they are some sort of existential threat uh, to Europe and they're going to march into Poland, uh, I don't, we all know that that's not true. Yet we still sink all kinds of money, all kinds of equipment. This is obviously, they're not good at war. America isn't that great at war either. Oh, by the way, Afghanistan, Iraq, Vietnam. Uh, War is to be avoided at all costs. Not at all costs. Sometimes it's absolutely necessary. All right, so look, Russia, bad, bad, bad country. However, um, we got them handled. Now, I have to get into the mindset. Like we were in the 70s and 80s, we have a cold war with China. China is the enemy. It is, it is, it is. And right now, they own us. They own our leader clearly, and they own all the stuff. This has been done before a million times, but I was hearing now this latest thing that they're spying on us through the cranes in the shipyard. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's a crane at a shipyard. Well, yes, these cranes have grown up. These cranes are very, very elaborate. They have sensors, detectors. Uh, they are—they're <laughs> just insanely uh, sophisticated. In addition to the the hoists and the hydraulics, they've got computers and they know exactly what's going on. And China apparently controls these things or can control them from China. They can screw up everything like that. All right. They could screw it up. They could bring this country to an absolute halt. Uh, they own our infrastructure. And I was going around my uh, my office today. I could not, the only thing I could find, literally the only thing I could find in my office, and I got a lot of junk in the office. I got the, the only thing that was made in America was a can of shaving cream. That's it. All right. Everything else, the desk, the computer on the desk, the iPhone, the iPad, uh, even the books that I was, I figured they were coming from everything in my possession is from China. Um, what are we going to do when they, when they turn that stuff off? Apparently, and not only that, they are corrupting us from within our children. This TikTok thing. This TikTok thing is real. You know what? Do yourself a favor. Get rid of the phone. Well, you we can't get rid of the phone. We need the phone. That's the thing. We need this stuff. But the goodies inside are really harming not only adults but children. I found myself looking 15 minutes today, looking at videos of people arguing with each other, fighting each other, punching each other, robbing each other. It looks like the country is coming apart. and uh, Well, it is, but... Some of this stuff, if you look at it, it's magnified. It's a little bit disproportionate, and uh, we're out of proportion. We're not like this, right? I mean, we're a big country, and these videos go viral, but I don't know. I don't know. It gives me a very, very unsettled feeling. Um, I need somebody to put that in context for me. So China is the enemy, and Joe won't talk to them, will not address them, will not confront uh President Xi because, well, it's, it's like right there and pl- It's right there. We all saw it. We all saw it. Joe went over there to uh, China with Hunter Biden, his drug addict son, who was known at that point to be, <laughs> you want to do business with Joe, you see Hunter. It was really a straightforward, very simple, very simple scam. Very simple. Um And now, I mean, we're in big trouble. China. China. They're smart they're really smart they work hard they work harder than america they work they're they're not smoking marijuana <laughs> yeah i saw a commercial for marijuana today uh from some vermont company you know you can get cannabis isn't it it's the greatest thing it's just like yeah 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 they do point out it's like in the fine print of the commercial that uh today's cannabis is far more potent than uh in the 1960s and 70s you better you you bet <laughs> This is like stuff that will send you on. It's like LSD. All right. This stuff is so powerful. People's reactions to marijuana may vary. Uh, y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost ate my arm off when I tried that stuff. It is crazy dangerous. Everybody, I mean, everybody is doing it. I saw more people today on the way to work. Some ordinary guy, 45 years old, wearing a tie, smoking weed. This, folks, we are a country in decline. We are, and I saw, though, a great big ray of hope over the weekend. Donald Trump at CPAC. Donald Trump spoke at CPAC. And I don't know how anybody can really quarrel with his message. Other than a leftist lunatic who wants to dismantle America. And those leftist lunatics who want to dismantle America, they own the Democrat Party. You know, Joe, he's intimidated by them. Uh These are the forces of that he reports to. He's owned by them, and these, look, you know, according to the left, we're a fundamentally racist, corrupt country. You know, the original sin of racism, we're never going to come back from that. The Constitution is racist through and through. The 1619 Project is now the gospel. Oh, speaking of gospels, I'm sorry. Eric Adams is getting so much credit, false credit. You know, nobody cares in America anymore. Mitt Romney was a bad candidate for president, and I don't like Mitt Romney, but he said something that was very insightful about America these days. America is no longer a country about what you do. It's a country about what you say. It's a country about what you say. And Eric Adams is now getting all kinds of credit, right, for uh, for talking about God. Let me... Uh, Tell you the, the the real story about Eric Adams and God in a moment, but uh, but here he is. Uh, this is uh, cut thirty five, please. Cut thirty five.
2: I strongly believe in all my heart. God said, "I'm going to take the most broken person, and I'm going to elevate him to the place of being the mayor of the most powerful city on the globe."
1: All right, and the the you know who eats this up? Wow, he's talking about his faith openly. Wait, is this another one? Cut 36, please. He
2: could have made me the mayor of Topeka, Kansas. He could have made me the mayor of some small town or village somewhere. He stated that I'm going to take this broken child, this individual who is the epitome of the mistakes a human being can make in a lifetime, and I'm going to elevate him to the most important city in the country.
1: Wow. Wow. Eric Adams is talking about faith openly. We need more of that in America, don't we? Don't fall for it. Number one, he's not sharing the good news. He's not he's talking about how special he is. Anything special, period, comes from God, but he thinks it's come. and he just got noticed by the boss somehow. It's phony. It's arrogant. It's narcissistic, actually. And the other thing, you want to know about how Eric, how close he is to the Lord, right? I, You know, it's probably not for me to judge anybody's relationship with uh, with God. However, however, a man who, as one of his first acts as mayor, comes out and says, we must maintain and keep and promote drag Tom's story hour with the kids because it somehow uh, makes them emotionally intelligent. It's the first thing he did. Take a look. Take a look. You can look at my Twitter right now. Little kids in public school and libraries talking to adult males in women's clothes. Eric thinks that's good. Now, I'd like to have Eric show me where in the Bible that's good. And what's really kind of crazy about this is I see those nitwits on Fox News, right? Now, look, there are a lot of people I love at Fox News. Um There's Tucker, uh, a couple of others. Um, even Kilmeade, all right, those guys, I like them, but you know, day in and day out, they're just a bunch of lazy people who look at their phones and say, Oh, Eric is talking about faith. That's good. Democrats should talk about faith more often. It gives them a little silly segment and they talk about it because they have no idea what they're, they have no idea who this man is. None. Right. He's just, Oh, he looks good in that suit. did he mention God? Well, our audience likes that. I think we should talk about that. And they do. They talk about it for three minutes. And it's empty, but it actually, in a small way, it moves the needle. And it makes Eric a, uh, a slightly more, a slightly more politically, uh, influential person, right? And then they talk about him running for president. And then they talk, and then it becomes a fait accompli that he's going to be reelected just on the crap that he's saying, not about what he's doing. And what is he doing? He's ruining this city. He just fired a bunch of cops because they're white. All right. He is a racist through and through. And yeah, he can, uh, he can wow a soundbite and fool even the conservative media, apparently. But he doesn't fool us. Never forget that. Okay. And watch out, watch out for those who, uh, just talk and don't walk and speaking to those who walk and talk. Donald Trump. He was amazing, amazing at CPAC. Did you catch it all? I'll be right back.
0: Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Yes, Mr. President, go ahead. Cut one, please. There's
4: only one president in history who has ever taken on the entire corrupt establishment in Washington. And when we win in 2024, we will do it again even stronger, faster and better because... Because now I am experienced and I know the people of Washington. I didn't know them. I was from New York. I only came here 17 times, they said. I read that in the fake news, so probably it's not true, but it's the best I could do. And I never stayed over. I was from New York, but I now know the good ones, the bad ones, the weak ones, the strong ones. I know them all. I know the people that have to do the job and can do the job. A lot of them are in this room right now. And as I did for four incredible years, I will put America first every single time, every single day.
1: I love it, don't you? You know, I know, I think DeSantis is like reading from a script. He's just, uh, well, this this works well right now. This plays well. It's in the moment. I, I like him. I do. This guy, I love him. <laughs> I just, he's better. He's just better. And he's done it. Let me hear a little bit more. Cut two, please. Cut two. Trump at CPAC.
4: I lived in luxury. I had everything. People said to me, are you sure you want to do it, sir? I said, oh, this will be so amazing. (laughs) What the hell did you get me into? (laughs) I didn't know the word subpoena. I didn't know the word grand jury. Those words, grand jury. I didn't know that. They want to lynch you for doing nothing wrong. I didn't know they want to lynch you for doing a great job. I didn't know they want to put you away because your poll numbers are better than anybody they've seen in years. And then they go with the disinformation campaign. First of all, we're leading every Republican by massive numbers and very importantly, perhaps more importantly, we're leading Biden by a lot and we're leading Kamala by a lot. And every time the polls go up higher and higher, the prosecutors get crazier and crazier. (laughs) We got to stop these guys. Says we have to stop Trump now. We got to stop him now because we can't stop him at the ballot box. You know, they tried that in 2016. How did that work out? Not too good. And we actually i have to say this. I hope Fox doesn't turn off, but we did much better in 2020 than we did in 2016.
1: (laughs) Uh, He did, actually. He did. How many votes? 74 million. Oh, but uh, Joe Biden got 82, 81, right? You got to be careful talking like that, though. You got to be careful. Oh, boy. Yeah, you could start a riot. Nobody wants a riot. I don't want to see that. Um, But you can talk about that. You can. It's still America. It's a free damn country. I understand that you can talk about uh, how racist America is all the time. You can talk about how uh, Thomas Jefferson owned all those slaves. Right. You talk about that all the time. And you can. But when you got every network and every morning show and every every Democrat politician in the world reinforcing the message that uh, America is an inherently racist, white supremacist situation, what do you think is going to happen? What's going to be the outgrowth of that? Uh, You think it might have something to do with people being attacked on the street with crime going out of control? If our system is fundamentally racist and white supremacist, isn't that going to fire up a lot of people? A lot of people not giving each other the benefit of the doubt, right? Look at the numbers. They're startling. And look at the YouTube videos. What the hell? Look at those those videos online. Do they tell a story or are they all out of context? I don't know. Cut three, please. Cut three.
4: And I will implement a four-year plan to phase out all Chinese imports of essential goods and gain total independence from China. We have to do it. We have to do it. I will hold China financially accountable for unleashing the China virus upon the world. Yeah. And I will again withdraw from the WHO, which stands for We Hide Outbreaks.
0: Oh, boy. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
4: The did luxury. I had everything. People said to me, are you sure you want to do it, sir? I said, oh, this will be so amazing.
1: like it the way he says luxury. Uh, it's good stuff, good stuff. You know who was a bust there? Uh, pretty much everybody else. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nikki Haley tried, failed. Mike Pompeo, he tried, failed. Uh, hey, you know who's in the audience? A great guy. Uh, Aaron Babbitt was there. Aaron Babbitt, the husband of the late Ashley Babbitt. He's a, you know, I've gotten to know him a little bit, a real class act. And uh, I know that it looks like a lawsuit is in the works, and uh, I hope it's successful. Those things take a long time to set up. And in my opinion, he's got an open and shut case. I mean, Ashley Babbitt, unarmed. We all saw it on television. Well, maybe you didn't see it because it's been basically censored, and uh, I don't think it's ever been played on mainstream media. But the tape of her being killed Uh, by that cop, even though she was unarmed, there are three cops just standing there, didn't do anything to protect her, didn't do anything. If she was doing something illegal, they could have, uh, they could have arrested her, they could have done anything, that she just walked right by him and jumped into that window. Is that what happened? Um, anybody can see anybody. And that's another thing. It's a real, uh, reminder, another reminder that your doubts and concerns about Kevin McCarthy are, well-placed. I mean, I've seen a couple of things, okay, but uh, for him to stand in front of a microphone and say that Lieutenant Michael Byrd was a police officer doing his job and not one police, I mean, this is total bizarro world. It really is totally crazy <laughs> where we are right now, huh? Uh, I just, um, January 6th, we don't know, we don't know. We're just, uh, it's going to be a long time before we do. January 6th, I call it January fixed. Looks like we're going to possibly start seeing the um some of that security footage, the 14,000 hours, 41,000 hours, all the stuff that they don't want us to see. Uh, Kevin McCarthy in his generosity has given it to Tucker Carlson again, like Tucker. uh, Look forward to seeing it, I guess on his show. I think it should be on the line online for everybody to look at, but uh, I guess it will be eventually. And uh, why are the Democrats upset about that? Well, it's going to totally undermine their narrative. All right. It's going to raise all kinds of questions. It's going to, I don't think we're going to find any MAGA people calling anybody the N word. I don't think you're going to see that. And oh, oh, here's something. Maybe, you know how they've been putting out these images? Like, do you want, do you recognize this person? And it's just some guy with a hat on. You know what I mean? Just standing there. The FBI is looking for him. Please call this number. Right. Cause they've been, this is bigger than 9 11, biggest law enforcement ever since 9 11. Uh, you know what we might see inside the Capitol? Law enforcement people dressed as Trump supporters. Yeah. You know, it never occurred to me that there were law enforcement individuals dressed as Trump supporters, potentially inside the Capitol, waiting for the crowd to get there. Placed in advance by the FBI. I mean, why the hell wouldn't he give uh, Congressman Higgins a, a straight answer about this? This is an amazing moment. Again, brushed aside by the by the fake news, but this uh, great congressman from Louisiana, I think this is the moment, uh, listen to this. He's asking he's asking about this very issue of the FBI director, Christopher Wray. Cut 41, please.
4: Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being opened?
1: Again, I had to be very careful. It should what be I- a
4: no. Can you not tell the American people, no, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters position inside the Capitol,
0: gentleman's time has expired. You should not read anything into my n- decision uh,
2: not to share information confidentially. Gentleman's report. time has expired.
1: See how they protect him? Jump in, but but Director Ray, oh, you've got to be very careful. No, you don't actually. I've seen the FBI boast about undercover confidential sources dressed as whatever. Dressed as drug dealers, dressed as you masqueraded, all, all kinds of things. It's a standard law enforcement thing to do. But you can't talk about it here. Why? Is it going to jeopardize one of the, uh, one of the misdemeanor uh, prosecutions you got going? What, why is that? It's going to, it's going to jeopardize the hoax that you guys pulled. And maybe we'll find out who left those doors open, who ushered those people inside, and more about the murder of Ashley Babbitt. How about that? How about that, Chris Ray? Uh, oh, and here's something. You know what? We have not proven yet, although I think we will, that there were FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters in the Capitol waiting for the crowd to arrive. But we do know this, that there were plenty of people dressed as Trump supporters outside, outside, um, seeming possibly to be waiting for the, well, take a look at this. This is while Trump was speaking on the ellipse on January 6th, the big speech. And uh, listen to cut 42. It's a bunch of guys, just a guy standing on the street and they're approached by cops. And these guys look like these guys look like regular people. They look like regular dudes, you know what I mean? Like they they're truck drivers, uh, mechanics, that kind of thing. Cut 42, please. Cut 42. Hey, Josh, Body cam.
4: Yo, stop for
2: a sec. Yeah. That's an disrespectful. Is anyone armed? Yeah. police. Police? <laughs>
1: police? law enforcement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show me your credentials. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're taking out their badges. Did you hear that? I hate to be disrespectful, but is anybody armed here? He stopped a group of people. This is a cop. It's on body cam. He's, he stops a group of people on the sidewalk. Oh, by the way, for all these stop and frisk uh, paranoids, right? They all happen to be white. They're all white people stopped by the police. The police found it suspicious for some reason. You're allowed to stop. Have a, Ask a question. Are you armed? Yeah, we all are. We're police. And they took out their credentials. And you know what? Not to profile, but they looked like they could just could be Trump supporters. Just could be Trump supporters, you know? Weren't exactly dressed up. You know, it wasn't a work day. It was just, uh hmm. Yeah. And they're all... They didn't say what law enforcement. One guy's holding up his credentials like he's in the FBI. Remember Agent Starling from what's that movie? Silence of the Lambs. You know how they have that special? It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a. It's, I guess they have a badge, but the bigger thing than the badge for the FBI is that the ID card that says FBI on it. He's holding up one, one something that looks like that. So we're going to find out, I guess, a little bit more. We'll see the footage. Oh. One of the reasons why they don't want to show us the footage, they say, well, it could reveal to future insurrectionists where the security cameras are. Now, that is such a load of crap. Everybody knows there are security cameras all over the place, right? You see a bank robbery, they put the security camera footage out, right? We all know you can find out where the security cameras are. They're everywhere, basically. Well, if they're in this part of the hallway, that's going to actually change the plan of the future insurrectionists. No, this is a cover-up. This is a cover. I notice at the left, they're jumping up and down. Oh, everybody will know where the security cameras are. We can't have that. We can't have that. Well, they seem to be totally fine with the police body cams, right? We all know where they are, right in the middle of the chest. Right there in the middle of the chest. Uh, Now we all know that. We see the body cam footage almost on a minute-by-minute basis. They're trying to release it and get us mad about something. Carlotta, welcome back. How are you from Rhode Island?
5: Okay, uh, two things. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. people, you're always saying, I've got to go across and do the show.
1: Yeah, you got to beep with that, show. Carlotta. You know, every time you call yes, lately, yes, it seems yes. like you got some sort of grievance. I've been pretty good to you, Carlotta. What's the issue? What's the problem with me going across the street?
5: You, I am keeping you on the straight and narrow. So people think that you're running across the street to take the show. What you mean is you're preparing the show. So please be concise, okay?
1: That's hey, hey, thing. hey, hey, Carlotta! You know what? I, I I'm not having a good. Uh, you know what? You know what? I uh, be what? What a nitpicking! What a nitpicking thing! You're all. You're, where are you anyway? Rhode Island? You call me from Rhode Island? What? So what do you want me to say when I'm going across the street? Right
5: on West End Avenue in Manhattan. But listen, I want people to watch you. I don't want them to think that they were seeing like if a spaceship landed after your radio program. A spaceship landed uh, after
1: my radio program. All right, got it, Carlotta. You're getting kookier and kookier. Uh, (sighs) All right, all right. What's the other point?
5: The reason that a lot of people who uh, have direct TV and resent that Newsmax was dropped cannot end their contract is because they're tied in. They got a phone. And if they drop their contract, well, they got an $800 uh, discount, and they'll have to come up with that $800. So that's why so many people are still tied into DirecTV, as much as, as angry as they are that Newsmax is no longer there.
1: Well, we'll see what happens. I hope it all works out. Uh, Carlotta, thanks. What brought you to New York?
5: Uh, well, I have to visit my husband. That's your He's business. Buried, okay, uh, in uh, New York.
1: All right. Okay. All right. Have fun. All right. Have fun. I mean, I have a good trip, I think. Safe, uh, safe travels. Uh, uh, wait, did she say the husband was buried in New York City? There is, There are a handful of cemeteries in Manhattan. Um, one of them is where uh, Ed Koch is buried. Hey, Carlotta, are you still there? Yes. Uh, did you say you're going to visit the grave of your husband?
5: I went to visit the grave. He's buried in Brooklyn, okay. and now I'm on my way home.
1: All right, well, safe trip. Greenwood Cemetery, where?
5: Thank you. Uh, Bushwood
1: Cemetery. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's uh, that's a solemn ritual, and uh, please be safe on the way home. Thank you. Um, all right. That gets me back to the uh, the cemetery in Manhattan. I think there's only one of them, and I think – well, there's, t- there's the one downtown where Alexander Hamilton is buried, but there's one uptown where Ed Koch is buried. Ed Koch, he could not stomach the idea, he said, of being buried in the suburbs – and he really wanted to be buried in Manhattan, and now he is. Oh, one more. Sandra in New Jersey, welcome back. Hi.
6: Oh, welcome back, Greg Kelly. Um, I wanted to say that I heard this morning that uh, Ron DeSantis might now run, instead of maybe wavering on it, because the Bush family will support him big time, including Karl Rowe. So then I said to myself, is he being bribed? And is this the kind of direction he'll go if he becomes president? What do you think? All right, no, that? I
1: mean, all right. I've, I've been heard. I've hear. I've heard the murmurings of this. I don't think there's any newsflash that uh, the Bush family is going to be for anybody who's not Trump. All right, they hate Trump. They 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 hate him with a passion. Uh, they just they despise him. And why? Because he blew up the well played well laid plans of Jeb Bush, which oh by the way was a total insult to America. A total insult. This is not a, a, a family run business. You know, if if Jeb Bush had become the president and he could still be the president now, if if all had worked out, according to the Bushes, this country for like 30, 40 years, it would have been Bush, Clinton, Bush, uh Bush, no Bush, Clinton, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Bush. I can't have that. Jeb Bush is, is, Donald Trump is right, low energy, has nothing going for him. Uh Always oh, a real policy wonk. Knock yourself out, chief. 50,000 people know policy better than he does. I just can't believe the entitlement. And I heard that, yeah, Karl Rove, I, I wouldn't call that bribery. I don't think he's being personally bribed, no. But look, you need powerful people backing you. The Bushes, hate to say it, are powerful. But guess what? We're more powerful, the people. I really believe that, actually. And Karl Rove and these others, they think they're more important than the people. They think, you know, the parties that be, they come together, they select somebody. Anyway, I'm, I'm talking too much. Sandra, I, I don't know if he's – he's not being bribed financially. I know that. I, okay. I know what you're talking about.
6: Okay, so – all right, well, all right. So then I wanted to say um, I read that uh, there was a um, a far-left extremist torch – on the uh, future cop training center in Atlanta, and I don't see anything being talked about that. You know.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, the Antifa—they—they—they they, they laid siege to. Look, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's all over the place. You—you—you you, you got a glimpse of it. It's out there. It's being covered. It's not necessarily. Look, conservative media is conservative media. We are dwarfed, eclipsed by uh, leftist media. However, uh, I am going to be working on that for tonight's show. Carlotta, yes, it's across the street too. All right. I'm going to have to run across the street to do that show. Uh, Sandra, you're the best. Uh, hey, a very special person. You, Sandra, of course, you know, you, I know you support the show. You know who I met yesterday? Barbara. Barbara from Huntington came to that beautiful event in uh at Whitestone Republican Club. Now I've met you at a, at a, at an event. Now I met Barbara at an event. She calls in, you know, that great intellectual Barbara. Uh anyway, it was really nice to meet her and all the folks out there at the Whitestone Republican Club. Uh Whitestone by the way. Lots of beautiful things in Whitestone. Oh, and there's a great big fake news monument in Whitestone. Uh the Whitestone Bridge. Everybody reports erroneously that Trump took the Triborough Bridge to Fordham. I hate it when I read this story. It's not it's not that important, but it's a little thing that gets under my skin, okay? For years they've been telling this lie that Donald Trump when he commuted to Fordham University uh would try to squirm out of paying the toll, which was 25 cents. And every day in his carpool when they came to the Triborough Bridge, he refused to pay the toll. Uh, number one, I don't believe that part of the story. But the thing that made me even more suspicious, there's no way he would have taken the Triborough Bridge from Jamaica Estates. You could throw a rock and hit the, the Throgs Neck Bridge. The Whitestone Bridge is a lot closer. And I had it confirmed by people in the car, people in that very car. And you know who I mean, that they took the Whitestone Bridge to, to Fordham, not the Triborough Bridge, as any true New Yorker who's made that trip themselves would know thank you Sandra I'll be right back
0: Greg Kelly on the Red Apple podcast Network
1: hey remember talked about this um, any anytime anybody thinks oh Eric Adams oh we he's talking good uh, he's talking right about crime he's tough on crime always oh, says that um, Lightfoot's defeat is a wake-up call to uh, to Democrats. All this guy does is read the New York Post and, and try to, from time to time, mimic what it says on the headline. He has no capacity, no willingness to do anything about it, absolutely no ability, absolutely no depth, and um absolutely no integrity. So he said something about God, and even the right-wing media swooned, ooh, wow, look at this, he's so... And what did he say? He was self-serving. He it was, it was like, you know, look at me, I'm a... Uh, I'm a big shot. Cut 36, please. Cut 36. One more time. Cut 36.
2: He could have made me the mayor of Topeka, Kansas. He could have made me the mayor of some small town or village somewhere. He stated that I'm going to take this broken child, this individual who is the epitome of the mistakes a human being can make in a lifetime, and I'm going to elevate him to the most important city in the country.
1: Um, does this re- guy realize that uh, one-term mayors happen all the time? I mean, like, you uh, know the name Abe Beam? You know, he's really high in his own supply. Does anybody remember Abe Beam anymore? Um, he's a failed mayor. He doesn't know how to be mayor. But he can fool you, and he can even fool the conservative media. So that stuff, which I found self-aggrandizing self, self um, aggrandizing and uh, just get over yourself, it masks his real agenda. Now listen to this. This is one of the first things he did as mayor. He put out a statement. Remember Drag to- Time Story Hour? Yeah, it's a happening. Drag Time Story. Adult men get dressed in women's clothes and somehow... They think it's a good idea to be around kids reading to them in school. It's bad enough when they hire some nightclub. <laughs> Literally, they hire strip, they, they, they rent out, uh, cafes and sometimes strip clubs and they go in there and they do this for the kids. So Eric thinks this should be happening in schools. At a time when our LGBTQ plus communities are under increased attack across this country, we must use our education system to educate. Well, thank you so much. Wow, how wise, huh? See what I mean? The goal is not only for our children to be academically smart, but also emotionally intelligent. Drag storytellers and the libraries and schools that support them are advancing a love of diversity, personal expression, and literacy that is the core to what our city represents and embraces. What the hell kind of thing is this, huh? All right, so you know the New York Post and all these idiots who are just the, the drive-by media, as Rush used to call them, right? Just driving by. Oh, wow, that sounds nice. Yeah, okay, that'll give us something to talk about for three minutes. Yeah, okay, that'll fill a segment on a, some dopey talk show on Fox News in the middle of the day. Oh, he's, he's speaking about faith. This is what he's doing. It's ignore what they say. Watch what they do drag storytellers and the libraries and schools that support them are advancing a love of diversity, personal expression, and literacy that is core to what our city embraces. Uh, yeah, our city is really going down the tubes. Thanks, Alec. Uh Let's do one more. Uh, Jerry, what's up? Jerry, you're in Passaic. Hi.
4: A lot to say. We'll start with Eric. Eric.
1: You know what? All Eric. right. Yeah. Yep.
4: Uh, he, he was a copy, had problems and the people in New York were not smart enough to see through what type of person he is. He is a bigot. Like you said, number one, number two, on one hand, he says something good. On the other hand, how come we have two free zones where people can just shoot up drugs? That doesn't make any sense. That's, that's garbage. And in terms of calling the Democratic but why don't you call them, instead of Democrats, call them marxist That would be a little bit more accurate.
1: All right. Thank you, Jerry. Good points, good observations. You're not wrong. There's the music. Um, give me a moment. Hey, Rudy Giuliani is feeling under the weather today. Let's all uh, think about Rudy. He's going to be okay. It's not like him to miss a show. So it's got to be, it's got the the, the flu real bad, I think. So, uh, Rudy, get well. I know you're listening, and uh, we'll be back in a minute.
0: In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. They're
1: serious. There's serious uh, reparations. They are getting closer and closer to reparations for slavery in California. Was California a hotbed of slavery? By the way, I mean, uh, was that even a state during the Civil War? When did it become a state? It was it was after the Civil War, wasn't it? California was like the wild, wild, wild West. Anyway, uh, oh, I know why. Um, probably had nothing to do with slavery, but um, Gavin Newsom pretty boy, skinny guy. Why is he so thin? Um, notice a lot of people are getting very thin. There's a drug out there called, I forgot what it's called, but it's a, uh, uh, diabetes drug and you take it and it just totally kills your appetite and you don't want to eat. And a lot of people are losing weight. I don't know if it's healthy or not. I'm tempted to try it, but, uh, eh, as I have an almond joy in my hand, I don't, <laughs> I just don't know if I'm going to, uh, maybe I should, maybe I should. Um, Hey, this should be the most famous thing a president ever said. One of the, the worst thing a president ever said. And I think we should hang it around Joe Biden and not let people forget. When it comes to the fentanyl crisis, just remember, it's not Joe's problem. It's a Trump thing. Cut 25, please. Cut 25.
4: Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs>
1: One more time. One more time. i got to let it sink in.
4: Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration.
1: (laughs) The fentanyl they took came during the last administration. (laughs) They took. Who's they? Uh, Two kids, Caleb and Kyler. Keesley. Keesling. 18 and 20 years old. Well, they took it under the last guy. <laughs> they took. He's talking about two kids who died and he's getting a kick out of it because it happened in July of 2020, not after January of 21. I haven't heard a peep about this, huh? I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, I um, I think this should be, Joe Biden should be abused. Should be uh this should be metaphorically beaten about the face and breast chest, neck and head over this matter, don't you think? I mean my goodness, it's just disgusting and yet well, why are they giving him a free pass because it's Joe Biden and he's a Democrat. Do you remember when Donald Trump was accused of attacking a gold star family? remember that it it, it, it was a huge story when he was running for president. he attacked a gold star family. And they just would not stop, right? This was the worst thing that ever happened. Cut 26.
7: Donald Trump decides to wage
5: war against a gold star family. Then he goes and trashes a gold star family. That's not comporting with nationalism. He's go- gone after gold star family,
6: gold star parents, while auditioning to be commander in chief.
3: No one knew a presidential candidate would attack a gold star family as Donald Trump did last week.
1: All right. Wow. Uh, Gold Star family. What did he actually say? This is really a fun thing to do. Uh, people people just uh, accept it. Oh, he attacked a Gold Star family. It's it's history now, right? He did that. He did that. Uh, what did he actually say about the Khan family? Which, oh, by the way, they were not nice to Trump, but what did he actually say about them? Here it is. Here's the here's the attack. Hey, by the way, the Khan family, no beef against them. When you lose a son in combat in Iraq, as they did. Quite frankly, you can say whatever you want, and uh, you, you get a wide berth. Um, but I think when they're talking about you, you get a wide berth to respond. And I thought Donald Trump was, quite frankly, dignified and uh, reasonable in his response. Cut 27.
4: He doesn't know that. I saw him. He was, uh, you know, very emotional and probably looked like uh, a nice guy to me. His wife, uh if you look at his wife, she was standing there. She had nothing to say. She probably, maybe she wasn't allowed to have anything to say. You tell me, but plenty of people have written that. Uh, she uh, she was extremely quiet, and it looked like she had nothing to say. A lot of people have said that. Uh, and personally, uh, I watched him. I wish him the best of luck. George. Uh,
1: was that an attack? He's a nice guy. I wish him the best of luck. Why didn't the wife say anything? And it was true. I remember when he, when you got two people up there, only one speaks. It was odd. It was just, you know, and, and he didn't say, he didn't condemn, he didn't criticize. Like, why didn't she speak? He went out of his way to not criticize. He didn't criticize. By the way, what did they say? What, uh, how did this all start? Cut 28, please. Cut 28.
2: Donald Trump, you're asking Americans to trust you with their future. Let me ask you, have you even read the United States Constitution? I will I will gladly lend you my copy.
1: Wow. All right. The crowd went wild. Again, Mr. Khan uh, lost his son in combat in Iraq. And quite frankly, you can say whatever you want. Period. Whether you lost a son or not, but you can say whatever you want. I do think you get particularly wide berth. Now, let's face it. He was taking a big ding, uh, dig at Trump. Right? You're running for president. Have you read the Constitution? That's not. That's not nice. He has a right to not be nice. That's fine. Uh, but uh, and Trump was nice in response. Uh, but remember how they lied. Remember how they lied. And they won't even report that horrific thing. That little chuckle over two kids dying. But it didn't happen when I was president. <laughs> uh, one more, please, if you don't mind. Two, five. One more.
3: Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Passing the buck, buck, lying, lying. Oh, we told the other another doozy just a little while ago. By the way, if you're a firefighter there have got to be like two firefighters in the entire country who voted for Joe Biden. Uh, And one of them apparently is the union rep for some firefighters union. Okay, I think we have this guy. Joe went to see the firefighters today, not in the firehouse, but in some uh, ballroom somewhere. And can I hear let me hear the first part where the guy is going on and on about what a great president Joe Biden is. This is news to all the firefighters, right? Go ahead. Yeah, cut one. Go. You got it.
4: There's only one president in history. All right. History. Never
1: mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. When we talk in the commercial breaks, right? No, I mean, okay. Uh, let me uh, go to Ken for a moment in Ronkonkoma, Ken.
0: Hey, Greg, uh, you know, often talk
6: about um, running for mayor in New York City. I say forget about that. I got a better idea for you. Come out here to Long Island, run in the New York second congressional congressional district
4: for U.S. House of Representatives. You would win. By a landslide. When you came out here for the book signing in Ron Conkoma, the people loved you, man. And you
6: would definitely went out here.
1: Uh, well, thanks. Who's the congressman out there? <clears throat>
6: Gabarino, who voted against Trump and the Republicans, voted with Biden on the $1.3 billion spending package to begin with.
1: I don't want to be a congressman, to be honest. It's a pain in the neck. you yeah. got to fly back and forth. you got to raise money all the time. It's a t- Every two years, you got to turn around and run for re-election. It's a great yeah. big pain in the neck, and you have no real authority. Yes, you get to vote on things, but uh, you know, and 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 what, as soon as you, I, I don't understand why. I, no, that's that's not a job for me. I appreciate it, Ken. You're really nice, uh, but no, I don't think I'm the mayor thing is uh, mayor or bust. If I do it, it's going to be for mayor. I can't, I can't hack Congress just to uh, right, you know. But hey, thank you. That's a beautiful. That was a beautiful thing at the America First Warehouse, Ken. Thank you for your kind words. America First Warehouse. It's a good place. Uh, All kinds of people. Johnny the Blanket, Joe the Box, or is it Joe the, Joe the Blanket, Johnny the Box? I forgot, but they're the best dudes in the world. And they got this great facility. It's not a facility. It's a clubhouse. It's a great big MAGA clubhouse with the best people in the world. And that was introduced to me first, I guess, by John Tobacco. You've seen him a million times on on Newsmax or elsewhere. All right. So did you get the bite of Joe Biden at with the firefighter union guy? Yes or no, Jason? Just let me know. No? Okay. Um or you didn't get the one about him lying about the fire in his house? Okay, you didn't get that one? Okay. Uh Maria in Short Hills. Hi.
6: Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to briefly comment on what you were talking about at the top of the show about how harmful TikTok is, especially to our children. I've been in a branch of pediatrics for over 20 years, and I can tell you when our patients come in with their their parents, they sit down right away and up goes the phone. They don't have any conversation with their parents. I say put down the phone, pick up the books, Have some conversation with your parents. What you did in school today, Uh, the left, Joe Biden, Communist China, just wants to keep our kids stoned and stupid.
1: Yeah, I know. You're totally right. How do we get kids off these devices, which are irresistible? I mean, they are – that's how they design them. They're irresistible. And how do you compete, especially when they start crying and going crazy? If they don't get – you see how kids react when you take their phone? You know, huh? Why?
6: who's the parent and who's the child? I have a daughter who's who's still in her twenties. When she would come home from school, I would ask her, "What did you do at school today? Do you have any homework? Have any tests? Have, have any you know things of that nature?" There's no I, 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 conversation.
1: I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, uh, it's still tough. It's tough. I mean, you're right. This is a challenge, though. It's not like turn off the phone and everything's going to be fine. They'll uh, they'll leave. Look, every every generation has new challenges to deal with. Right. I mean, but you're right. They're trying to ruin us from within. And uh, it looks to me like they're winning. It really does. And it's got me, quite frankly, losing sleep. It, it, do you remember how afraid we were of the Soviet Union back in the day? We ought to be that way about China right now. Don't you think? Do you remember? Are you old enough to remember the Cold War and all that stuff?
6: Uh, Ronald Reagan was my hero. Are you kidding me? Absolutely.
1: Mm, yeah, I know. And we all knew who our enemy was. And too many people are trying to explain away and kind of uh, just make excuses for China, including and especially Joe Biden himself. And why do you think that is, huh? 17,000 miles they flew together. Conversation after conversation alone. No interpreters. How did that happen? Um I think he's compromised. We know he's compromised. I mean, there's absolutely no way. There's no explaining his inaction when it comes to COVID, when it comes to the damn balloon, when it comes to a million other things, his excusing away China's uh, horrific behavior. And it's reflected throughout the staff. All right, give me one tip for raising a kid, Maria. Uh,
6: Just say it's my way or the highway. Nicely, it's my way or the highway. (laughs)
1: <laughs> are you you're either going to do it my way or you're leaving the house you know some kids do run away from home
6: <laughs> i raised a beautiful daughter who you met who you met greg you and i you met right. her and i i was on i was on with rosanna many years ago and she turned out to be a beautiful young woman
1: uh well that's nice congratulations and uh i i i, I certainly remember when you uh, met rosanna Excuse me. Never mind. I don't remember, unfortunately. Um, Maria, wait. Uh, well, oh, sorry, Maria. I'm out of time. Good stuff. You're right. My way or the highway. I think I'm gonna have to. I think I have to up that a notch somehow. But um, uh, I, I, I like that you were successful, and there's hope for me and my little Annalise and little Madeline. I'll be right back. Hey, Mel. Bry here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty.
2: Greg Kelly,
0: entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Something weird is happening in the skies. Uh, Planes are uh, coming very, very close. We have all kinds of near misses on runways. Uh, The airplanes themselves, uh, just kind of uh, engines are bursting into flame. Have you seen it? you can see it on um you can see it on uh, youtube you can see it on social media all the time uh something is up when it comes to the skies so what we need is well a new faa chief federal aviation administration you know the vacancy has been there uh joe biden does not have doesn't have an faa person no one is in charge of the federal aviation administration and the person who is in charge of the faa i believe is the secretary of transportation at the faa reports to the dot i believe Um, we don't have any leader at the DOT either. That's Buttigieg, but this is the guy they picked to be the head of the aviation administration. Now he's about to be quizzed by Senator Buck, pretty sharp guy. He must be a pilot because all these questions, uh, are, are aviation related. Um, you probably, unless you're a pilot, you wouldn't get any of these questions. Um, or maybe if you were an aviation slash airport executive, you'd get these questions. The guy who was answering them is Philip Washington, and he's the head of the Denver Airport, which is a total monstrosity cluster of an airport. I was there when was I over Christmas? I, unbelievable. I felt like I was in a, a third world country. You couldn't even get any food or water at one point. It was really it was almost scary. Um, he doesn't have how to run an airport terminal, and he certainly doesn't have how to run a, run a runway, and he doesn't know how to fly an airplane. This is the guy they want in charge of all the airplanes in America. Cut 38, please. Cut 38.
3: Mr. Washington, can you quickly tell me uh, what airspace requires an ADS-B transponder?
2: Not sure I can answer that question right now.
3: That's that's okay. We'll just keep going. So um, that's that's a pretty important part. So what are the six types of special use airspace that protect this national security that appear on FAA charts? Uh, sorry, Senator, I cannot answer that question. Okay, so what are the operational limitations of a pilot flying under basic med? Senator, I'm not a pilot, so... Uh, but I, obviously you'd never see the F Federal Aviation Administration, so um, any, any idea what those uh, restrictions are under basic med,
2: quickly? Uh, well, some of the restrictions I think would be high blood pressure, uh, some of them would be...
3: It's more like how many passengers per airplane, oh, how many pounds yeah. in different categories, and uh, what what uh, altitude uh, you can fly or So, and uh, and then uh, amount of knots. It's under 250 knots. So,
1: yeah. it's not having anything to do with blood pressure. Uh, that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Now, granted, all of these uh, answers you can find them. You can Google them and find them pretty quick. But there are certain things, it's not enough to just be able to recite the answer. You have to understand it. You have to have a history with it. You have to know, you know, it's, it's, it's bro- the broader context. You have to know this stuff. And this guy didn't. And this is what passes uh, for uh, a nominee these days. And they're nominating people for racial politics, uh, optics, all that stuff. Just what somebody looks like is more important than what they actually bring to the table. Here's another one. Her name is Charnell. I was watching her. I don't know what her ethnicity is. It doesn't really matter to me. But apparently, according to uh, the fake news, she would be the first ever federal district judge in Eastern Washington State. Is are we gonna? Isn't is kind of like ludicrous? You know what I mean? Have we ever had a? Uh, a short person. Of a, 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 have we ever had a, a trans? I mean, it's just it's ludicrous to have a the first ever what the first ever this that and the other thing. But I'm sorry, to be a judge, you got to know the law. Now this this is actually anybody who's looked at the Constitution should know these answers. Any educated person educated that's a little bit article two article five we get it mixed up but when you are a judge judge you got to know this do me a favor hit it hit it on the way out cut 39 judge on the far end
4: uh tell, tell me what article five of the constitution does
6: article five is not coming to mind at the moment
0: okay how about article two
1: busted. That's presidential executive branch stuff, by
0: the way. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
4: And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior, I am your justice, and for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen.
1: <laughs> I like it.
4: Not going to let it happen. I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire.
1: Wow. You know, it's going to they're on notice all over again, though. The deep state. The deep state is going to do everything they can to beat this guy because he's coming for them. And you think, well, maybe he shouldn't. Absolutely, he should. Where is the deep state in the Constitution? You can't find it. All right. Over the weekend, I heard Chuck Todd on Meet the Press tell two congressmen, ask them, what is Congress prepared to do to earn the trust and confidence of the intelligence community? Because right now, you guys don't have it as if our elected representatives, as if they report to the deep state rather than the deep state reporting to our elected representatives. I'm no great fan of Congress, but these people went through the trouble of getting elected. We went to the trouble of voting for them. They're there. They don't report to the CIA. The CIA and the FBI, they report to them. They report to the executive branch. They report to the people very very scary what's going on hey there were some other people at cpac nikki haley i am not impressed and i heard she bombed uh, the governor of south carolina who always talks like she's a fourth grade teacher and we're fourth graders uh, let's see i heard she they gave it back to her in a ba- <laughs> let's see cut 9 please cut 9
7: the only competition democrats want is the one on who's most triggered we need families who are thriving and confident But liberals have given them the highest inflation in 40 years and the lowest confidence in history. And we need our military to be stronger than ever. But what does Joe Biden have our troops doing? Taking gender pronoun classes. Now, I'm the wife of a combat veteran, and that disgusts me. Our troops already know the difference between men and women. They also know that we need a different commander-in-chief. It's not just our military. On Biden and Harris's watch, this woke self-loathing has swept our country. It's in the classroom, the boardroom, in the back rooms of government. All right, I know, I know. Look, stop.
1: It's not that I I I agree with her, but there are a lot of people who can make this case more effectively than her. All right, and there is that kind of fourth grade. Like, what? Okay, great, yeah. It's funny, though. She's running against the woke agenda, but she's counting on the woke agenda getting her over the finish line. Her whole bit is that she's not black, she's not white, she's different. We weren't black, we weren't white, we were different. And oh, by the way, she actually slams her hometown, Branville, Brandon, Brandtown, South Carolina. She always goes on like this. She goes like, you know, my parents were from India, and when I was born and I was growing up, the people there didn't know what to make of us. They didn't know what we were doing, who we were, or what we were doing there. Right. And just a bunch of hicks, right? Just a bunch of hicks. Can't figure out where India is on a map. Right. Doesn't understand the concept of immigration. She's uh, She plays a game. And you know what? They've got her number there at uh, CPAC. Let's see what happened here. Uh, when she walks into the room, ooh, what happened when she walked into the room? Cut 11, please. Cut 11. I, I uh, that's not A. Smith. Uh, okay. They're like six people you know, we love Trump. That wasn't like the moment the speech actually started. Um I do prefer Trump to somebody who's actually using racial politics as she decries racial politics. Um you know who Marianne Williamson is? She is this You know what? I'll have to say this. I kinda like her. Marianne Williamson is this self-help guru. Uh, she's wacky and she's kooky. Um She's no fan of Joe Biden's, which I like. Um, you know, she, her views are kind of far out there and she's very spiritual. And, you know, some of the stuff I think is kind of weird, but I don't know. I've seen her on some talk shows over the years and I kind of like her. Uh, but I, I, she goes on the fake news and she says she wants everything to change, but that she doesn't say what she's going to change it to. She's running for president, by the way, running for president as a Democrat. She doesn't say what the hell, and they don't even ask her what she's going to do. Let's see here. Um, cut 15. Cut 15. Do you expect that Biden will debate you?
6: He certainly should debate me. It's called democracy, and I'm running as well.
1: Hmm. All right, not bad. She could have said that he debated me once before. She ran in 2020, and she was on the debate stage uh, right right next to Joe, actually, for a little while. There were a lot of people there, but she was one of them. Excuse me. Uh, cut 14, please. Cut 14.
6: This is the yeah. thing. The DNC should not be rigging this system. They don't even pretend anymore. They're not even covert about their uh their swaying the the primary season. They're very overt about it. They're going to get so that's rig- what's
3: going on is they're rigging the system for Biden.
6: They even admit that, Jonathan. Yeah.
1: Yes, they do. Actually, they want South Carolina to go first because uh, it's a bigger state, uh, more black people there. And they think that that's going to work out better for Joe. It did in 2020. Remember, he came in like ninth place in Iowa, sixth place in New Hampshire, and then whammo, he wins South Carolina, and everybody quits, and he's the nominee. By the way, when it comes to Marianne Williamson, you're going to want to keep Bill Clinton away from her at these Democrat conferences. Oh, boy. She's a fine-looking lady. All right, let's go to Donna in Garden City. Hi, Donna. How are you? Hello. Hi, there.
6: Your imitation of Mayor Adams is terrific. Oh, yeah. Most
1: entertaining. uh, You know, you you go out on a limb there. You know, when a white person imitates a black person, it is it's fraught. It's risky. However, I noticed that uh, uh, black comedians can make fun of any white person in the world and adopt any accent. And usually it's uptight, very uptight accent. And that's just uh, the crowd goes wild. But the other way around, people get a little bit uneasy. But uh, I don't. Uh, I don't see why. Uh, thank you for that, Donna. What else?
6: Mayor Adams and you sound alike. Okay. Two, your ratings would be much higher if you aren't a better time slot.
1: You mean over there at Newsmax?
6: Yeah. Well, no, right here on WABC. Well,
1: I mean, wait, 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 right wait, wait, wait. First of all, my ratings are excellent. Did you know that? Have you seen the oh, book lately? Sure. I know. I mean, I mean, I know, what, what, what do you want me to do? Get up in the morning? I like it like the way it is. All
6: right, all right, all right.
1: Any other genius subs? What, 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 when do you think I should be on the radio?
6: Uh,
1: when, when it's more convenient for you. <laughs> That's right.
6: Well, don't you think most people listen in the morning and on the way home?
1: Uh, look, you know when Rush Limbaugh was on uh, the air? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Noon to three, right? Right. Noon to three. Noon to three. Noon to three. Rush Limbaugh, the biggest thing in the world in radio. I can only hope one one millionth of his success. Hey, let me ask you this, Donna. Where in Garden City are you?
6: I'm in the western section now. I li- I live for many years in the estate
1: section. Yeah, uh, the estates section. The estates section. Is that like Third Street, Fourth Street, Fifth yeah, Street? Nassau Boulevard, yeah. They always divided uh, Garden City into these boroughs, and I never really understood the sections, Uh, the estate section. Uh, Anyway, all right. Well, it's great to talk. What do you do for a living, by the way?
6: I work with a uh, handicapped adult.
1: Oh, excellent, excellent. Have you ever seen? There's a movie about that. So it's one person you work with.
6: No, it's well, I work with a group of six. They're. uh, Anyway, it's the AHRC organization and they're wonderful. Well,
1: that's beautiful. It's important work and we thank you. Thanks for listening, Donna. Uh, there's a movie. Thank you. There's a movie about that. This guy is, de- some guy is working with a French man who injured himself in a gliding accident and becomes a, a quadriplegic, has no function underneath his neck. And it's about this uh, relationship he has with this guy who, you know, is his attendant. who works with him day in and day out. I think it's called The Intouchable. The Intouchables. In, the and uh, not to, uh, <laughs> I don't want to tarnish the movie, but I believe it was produced by uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, but it's an amazing film. It's in French. And it's got subtitles. If you ever feel like being Trey's intellectual. It's a fun thing to do sometimes, uh, watch a movie. I mean, look, American movies basically stink now. You know, it's all monster movies, and I don't know. I, I, I don't like the new monster movies either. Like we talked about last week, it's all cartoonish. It's all made on a computer. I like it when, you know, the old Japanese monster movies, King Kong, uh, the American version, you know, you could actually, those were mechanical. They existed, and it wasn't some simulation. Max in Manhattan, hello. Uh, never mind then. Max, we'll go to John in Staten Island. John,
3: hey, uh, Greg, question for you: When Eric Adams mentioned over the weekend that uh, he he's God's chosen to be in mayor of New York, hmm. did he did he have God change Google? Because if you Google the murder stats in Google, you don't see it, and they give you the New York City organization report. So you have to go to Duck Duck Go, that tells you 485 people died by murder last year. I mean, he has a special connection with God. I don't know. I don't think God works with Google.
1: <laughs> well, and I also think uh, that the whole Drag Time Story Hour and just the way he talks about it. But you know what? It's really it's he's kind of scamming a lot of people, including conservatives. I don't know if you saw what I saw on Fox News today was a disgrace. They're like, oh, he's saying the right thing on this. Like, you know, we live here. All right. We live here. We live, eat and breathe New York. We see it. He has no business being the mayor. He is terrible. No, he doesn't have the intellectual capacity. He's not an administrator. He doesn't even have the political skills. What he does have, he knows how to throw out a soundbite to get conservatives liking him. And that seems to be carrying him so far. It's uh John, I just, uh, you're wise to it. I'm wise to it, but I'm, I'm, I'm surprised and saddened by how many people he's actually fooled in all of this. Uh, we don't want to be fooled. Hey, Asa Hutchinson, watch out for this guy. Asa, he thinks he wants to be president. He wants to be president, I should say. Asa, A S A Hutchinson from Arkansas. Um, I think we got to, um, uh, we got to give this guy a dose of reality. Cut 21, please. Cut 21.
0: If you want to heal our land and unite our country together, you don't do it by appealing to the angry mob. Multiple candidates that have an alternative vision to what the former president has is good for our party, good for the debate. When he talks about vengeance, he's talking about his personal uh, vendettas, and that's not healthy. For America, it's certainly not healthy for our party.
1: Our party. I really don't care about our party, to be honest. I'm not a Republican, all right? But at this point, the deep state, they are dedicated, I believe, to the destruction of America. Huge portions of it. Huge portions. Absolutely. And they think they're in control. Asa Hutchinson, you think we're going to sign on to some that guy? Get Get real. <laughs> you and oh here's another one uh he he thinks you need a breath of fresh air so just go with chris sununu whose father was a governor whose brother was a governor now he's the governor his father was chief of staff he's it's time for a new generation hey eh, chris cut 12 this is another wannabe cut 12 chris Sinunu. cut 12 the
0: rnc uh chair ronna mcdaniel says that she wants to have candidates sign a pledge they'll support The Republican nominee, no matter who it is, if you want to participate in an RNC-sanctioned event. Are you comfortable signing that pledge uh, if Donald Trump's involved? Yeah, look, I, I'm a lifelong
3: Republican. I'm going to support the Republican nominee. When you look at what's coming out of the White House, it, it isn't Democrat policies. It's real left-wing, extreme agenda-type stuff that is not in the best interest of this country. And I have no doubt that any solid Republican is, is would be better than, than, um, than what comes out. As far as former President Trump, I think he's going to run, obviously. He's in the race. He's not going to be the nominee. That's just not going to happen. Um, and so I think there's a lot of opportunity to bring forward what the, the Republican Party, not what we were. Were, not yesterday's leadership or yesterday's story um, or, or crying about what happened in November of 22, but what we're going to bring to the table and get done tomorrow. That's what America is looking for. And so I'm really confident that whoever comes out uh, of the Republican nomination process is uh, is going to lead this country and, and will Stop be able to deliver talk too a win fast. In
1: too fast. And what does he say? He says that's not going to happen about Donald Trump. That's not going to happen. How does he know? Well, he is a deep stater, right? He is. Brother's a senator, father's a governor, he's, uh, father was chief of staff to, I mean, the ultimate establishment guy in the world, uh, late president George H.W. Bush. Nice guy, but in the end, you know what? He just, he even said this in his memoirs. He just, he was looking for something to do. Looking for something to do, as in something to pass the time. He had all this money in the world. He played golf. He said he got bored of drinking martinis in the afternoon. So politics was like a big hobby for him. So why not? Why not go for the presidency? You know, these preppies with too much money and too much time. It wasn't about doing something for us. It was about passing the time. He had no vision for America. None. Zero. He even talked, he joked about it. The vision thing, yeah, the vision thing. I guess i got to come up with one of those. <laughs> um, you see why we like Trump and we don't like you people, huh? It's not hard to figure out. We'll be right back.
0: Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: We have a lot of firefighters out there in the audience. Can you tell me who the hell this guy is? He runs some a fire union and he says that Joe Biden is uh, the, the best thing that ever happened to firefighters. I don't I think I don't think there's one firefighter in the country, literally, who voted for Joe Biden other than this guy. Go ahead. Let me see who. Go ahead with that guy. OK, ready, go.
4: I can tell you I've listened to a lot of politicians talk. We hear things that are nice to hear, like we run in when others run out. You are the only person I've ever heard say that the only thing that makes firefighters safer is more firefighters.
1: You get it. You get us. The crowd isn't exactly going wild. In just two years. Two years. Thanks, Bell. You have
4: clearly established yourself as the greatest president firefighters have ever had in this country. Thank you so much.
1: Stop. Stop. There's got to (laughs) be. That's not firefighters in that room. That's a bunch of uh, lobbyists. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, that's that's a swamp crowd. All right. Next, we have uh, this is Joe because he's well, he's in front of a group now. He's feeling high on his own supply, and what does he do? He exaggerates and uh, and lies. Oh, firefighters! Yeah, I once had a fire in my house. So oh, house almost burned down. I was a hero. Oh, oh, here we go. Go ahead.
3: Lightning struck in a pond behind my house. Went up underneath conduit. Caught. It uh, caught fire underneath the floorboards of my house, and uh, it was during the summer. Air conditioning was on. Smoke that thick, all three stories. The reason I can sh- show you that is because every piece of furniture had to be replaced because of the smoke. But guess what? My fire company was there to go in and save my wife, get her out, the cat, and
1: my '67 Corvette. Oh, I wouldn't bring up that Corvette anymore. <laughs> Where all the were the documents, huh? What about the documents? Were they safe? What about all the classified documents? Uh the story is totally overblown. There was like a grease fire in his kitchen. All right. There wasn't smoke all through it was just totally exaggerated. And he's told different versions of this story over the years. Every time he does it, he's nailed for it, and that's one of the problems with Joe. He's not learning. He makes mistakes. Two things. They let him get away with it, so he's not incentivized to learn. And so he does it all over again. Now, the powers that be—and I don't know exactly who they are—this uh, act is wearing thin on them. I'm talking about the people who run the Democrat Party: Obama, Susan Rice. I mean, they've never were impressed with Joe. But remember this: uh, I am no Governor Cuomo fan. All right, Governor Cuomo I had a lot wrong with him—the COVID, and the hospital ship, and the and the nursing homes. I can go on and on about Cuomo. In fact. When everybody was swooning and calling themselves homosexuals, I was demanding his resignation. However, he's no predator and he did not harm any of those girls. Okay. Absolutely not. That was, that was a crime. What Tish James did in that bogus report, that was a commissioned political hit, a political assassination almost. Right. Let's get. A bunch of uh, you know, ridiculous allegations, put him in a, a, a form, put him in a report, and call the women survivors and will take Cuomo out. The real target of that was Joe Biden, all right? Because Joe, we have all seen him lick, grope, touch, smell, women of all ages. They can get him on that stuff. If they can get Cuomo on nothing, they can get Joe on everything, Okay. And don't think they won't do it. I'm actually going to be around for Rudy. I'll be right back.
0: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of fifteen thousand one seventy-eight under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.